Welcome to Too Old for This Podcast, Episode 1, The Phantom Kevin. On this episode, we're going to talk about who we are and what our plans are for this show. We're also going to talk a little bit about The Lego Movie 2, which Kevin recently had a chance to check out. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Here we go. Yeah. Kevin. How you doing, my brother? What's up, man? Right off the top of the bat, I got a question. Okay. Recently, we've had the final announcement, or the final confirmation, from Ben Affleck, that he will no longer be appearing as Batman in any more films. Right. Who do you like? Who do you like as the next Batman? Um, Okay, so once upon a time... There was a bit of a rumor going around that Jake Gyllenhaal was gonna step in. Um, I actually think that would be a dope as fuck. Like, I think he would be an, an amazing um, Bruce Wayne. And when it comes to the actor as the like the the person portraying Batman, I think that's a key like a key factor is that you have to be able to pull off Bruce Wayne as well as Batman. So I think he would make a really good um, Bruce Wayne, and I'm sure he'd be a fine Batman. Uh, I also heard another rumor of um, uh, what's his face, the guy that played uh, Arnie Hammer. Yes, Arnie well, Hammer, that, I think would be another good one. But apparently, he uh, turned down that rumor. He debunked it. Really? When was that? I didn't hear that he. Debunked um, I heard that he debunked it the other day. Okay. Because, um, I mean, I don't know how recent your uh, news is, but the most recent story I read was that actually Army Hammer is actually in talks, but it's not um, its not confirmed yet. Right. Uh, it's not, the deal's not signed yet, but last I heard was that Army Hammer is still uh, the most likely choice. But it, let's say we live in a world where there is no Army Hammer, and we don't know who it's going to be. I, I like your theory. I don't know if I like your choice. I don't know if I if I don't know if I agree that Jake Gyllenhaal is is Bruce Wayne to me, right? Uh, uh, but I do agree with you that it, that that we do need somebody who can really handle the gravitas of of Bruce Wayne. Yes. I don't know why I don't like Gyllenhaal. I don't you know Gyllenhaal can handle gravitas for sure, but I feel like I just I don't know. I guess I'm still craving an older, more haggard Bruce Wayne because that's 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 what we were promised with Ben Affleck, and we never really got true. Um, so, uh, my, my pick anyway, for a while, somebody that I've really wanted to see, uh, don the mask is John Hamm from Mad Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don Draper from Don Draper from Mad Men. Um, I actually don't watch Mad Men. Um, it's a little bit of an older show now. So maybe a lot of people probably aren't, it's, you know, he's not the most fresh name in most people's minds anymore. Right. But when Mad Men was on and at its peak, he was, he was one of the hottest guys in Hollywood. Uh, and you know, I do mean that literally. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, he, uh, the character of Don Draper was so dark and had so much gravitas. He was so tortured. Um, and, and John Hamm did such a spectacular job of portraying that character. Okay. And, um, I feel like everything he's done since Mad Men has kind of just been kind of silly or offbeat or, you know, didn't, didn't come anywhere close to the dramatic weight that John Han John Hamm is quick is is capable of pulling off on on screen. Okay. And um I would love to see him um in the uh in the in the mask and cape basically. Yeah, um, no, I think uh now that you're saying that, I can I can picture him and yeah. I think yeah, no, I think you're right. I think he's a, he would be a good choice. Um I feel that Arnie Hammer has that chiseled look for yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Right, because he'd be um, a younger option. Yeah, and 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 Matt Reeves is is apparently going for the younger. It's the, the next Batman movie is going to be in Batman origin story, closer to Batman Year One. Mm. Um, so Army Army Hammer would be a great choice, I'm sure. Right, um, I would I would like to see the old like I do like um, that's the one thing that I did like about the um, okay. The, I know this is not necessarily off topic, but this might charge another conversation. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but um, I absolutely hated uh, Batman vs. Superman. But what I did like... Yeah. <laughs> but what I did like was uh, Affleck's uh, portrayal of Bruce Wayne and Batman. I thought he looked amazing as, like, 
the Dark Knight, as in the Dark Knight from the comics that we saw. Okay. You know, the Frank Miller Dark Knight, because that's what they were going for, right? That look. Right. And I yes. thought they nailed yes. it. I absolutely loved it. I, I agree with you when it comes to Batman mm-hmm. on this on the screen, but I I wasn't there with Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Okay. I I honestly felt like I do not buy that this is the Batman who's been fighting crime for twenty years. Right. Um, especially when you get to things like the CrossFit scene where you see him shirtless and he doesn't have one single fucking scar. Right. Like this is not a this is not a war wounded like like beaten up haggard batman or or bruce wayne this is this is ben affleck yeah. and when when he's in the suit yeah for sure like mm. um i i think that this version of batman is the best version of batman we have seen on the screen like i i was very critical of 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 previous batmans for not being able to translate um visually mm. my my impression of what Batman is supposed to move like, fight like, from the comic books, right? Right, right. I felt like every Batman movie we had gotten, even the Christian Bale ones, Batman was like a bar brawler. Like, he'd just be standing there throwing punches like he's in a bar fight, where Batman should be really acrobatic. He should be he should be moving like Spider-Man moves. Right. Um, not necessarily I, as quick as Spider-Man or whatever it is. I no. Know, but, no, I get what you're saying. technically, but but still at a level that seems superhuman, right? Mm-hmm. Like Batman's deal is his training and his physical abilities are a little bit not superhuman, but like suprahuman, like as good as any human being can possibly get themselves to be, right? Right. Um, and I just felt like nobody had ever pulled that off on screen until this iteration. We finally got to the point where we're using CGI properly and um, – we're we're translating a, an actual comic book Batman onto the screen, and I was fine with with Ben Affleck there. But uh, anytime he was Bruce Wayne, I was I was pulled completely out of it. Okay, um, and I did not buy it. I did not buy it at all. Mm. Um, so I, I'm glad. I was glad when he announced that uh, that he wasn't going to come back. Uh, I I feel like a lot of the problems that DC has had have been because of Ben Affleck's behind the scenes uh like tinkering and jerking mm-hmm. them around like I'm in I'm out I'm in I'm out um and I think he's been a dark cloud and I and I'm glad he's gone yeah apparently he had a lot of pull in uh Justice League and all that too right yeah too much pull right yeah. and it, because he was coming right off of his uh Oscar Oscar win for that movie he directed which I'm blanking on the name of right now because it's not a comic book movie um <laughs> Um, but he was, but yeah, he was like a Hollywood golden boy when he came in and, and for years and years, like he could do no wrong and how everything he touched was really successful. Yeah. But then sign him on to Batman and he comes in thinking that he can like call the shots and you end up with stuff like, do you remember the Deathstroke teaser yeah. uh, footage that they released? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, he was writing a, a movie where Deathstroke was the big bad and he was expecting us all to get hyped about that. Like, right. Like even serious Batman fans, who's like hyped about a Deathstroke movie, right. and and then they they showed some test footage with him in the body armor, and it's like, like uh, man, superhero movies and TV shows get body armor so wrong, like, mm-hmm. like it doesn't look like he can walk in that, it doesn't look like he can move in that, and I was just not hyped at all about the whole Deathstroke yeah. thing, right? Um, so I'm glad Ben Affleck's out. I'm glad his influence is out. I want to see like really creative writers and directors who are fans of DC and who get the, get the characters um, and actors who are just actors, you know, and just good for the role and (laughs) we'll live in the chair. Anyway, we've been talking for a while here, bro. And um, what we haven't done is really talked about who we are and what the show is yet. Seeing as how this is our first episode and we're talking, and we're talking like it's episode 50. That's, 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 uh, that's our, that's our dynamic, dude. That's our chemistry. So, um right. yeah once we start talking we just fucking roll with it right and we can't so, stop anyway yeah. uh so anyway my name is jeremy dove and this is my partner kevin evans how you doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and we are old. we are old friends yeah. i mean i and and the word old applies because yeah. we have been friends for a long time there's a few decades under the hood here absolutely uh, um we met each other in what the 90s uh late 90s yeah. i want to say maybe mid 90s i, I, I want to say early 90s yeah, even. Yeah, yeah yeah i think you're right yeah you're right we were both we were both in in goofy punk rock bands is yeah. that is that correct accurate description um uh my band was more of a I wouldn't say pop rock. Uh, I wouldn't say punk rock. It was more like metal rap. Right. 
right, right, right. So, so was mine. Yeah, so was mine. Right, but, right. But, but we had a very punk rock kind of. Yeah, um, there was. Yeah, we had a, kind of attitude uh, presentation, yeah. right? Uh, we 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 dress weird. We uh, we both had a rubber chicken that we involved right. in our performances there somehow go. as yeah. a coincidence. Um, <laughs> you were you were kind of West Coast. We were kind of East Coast, right? Because yeah. we both we both live in the Toronto area, but you live on the west side yeah. of Toronto. Or I live we on the see. east side of Toronto. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was kind of fun um, when we got to, when we met each other musically because I think our bands were on a show together or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and our group of friends kind of came together. Yeah. It was like we were like a mirror for each other, kind of right. Like yeah, my group absolutely. of friends from the east side, your group of friends from the west side. We didn't know each other, um, but, we, but we kind of we kind of really matched. We kind of yeah. all had the same interests yeah. and uh, really had the same sense of humor and got along really well. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, then we grew up and we kind of drifted apart, didn't we? It's been like probably at least a decade since I've seen you. Since in we've seen each other in person, yeah. Uh, the last time I recall seeing you, I believe it was a show that you were doing in Brampton with one of your side bands. It wasn't Bad Blood. It was... Oh. Um, like Dear Jane I? I don't remember the name of the band, but you were playing in Brampton and and uh, me and... Uh, I'm, I don't know if you want to name our friends on air, but... Yeah, it's um, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, me, me and Greg came to, to see you, and it was yeah. at, like... I don't know, it was someplace up uh, up in Brampton here. Uh, I don't even remember yeah, what yeah. it was. But anyways, yeah, I, th- I feel like that's the last time I've seen you. That must have been my emo band, Dear Jane and I. Yeah, that would probably. have been like a long time ago. That's like a previous lifetime. Yeah, there um, you go. That sounds about so, right, though, yeah. But basically, you and I, we go our separate ways. We live our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, and somehow, coincidentally, we both ended up as podcasters. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing my thing on this end. You were doing your thing. And then uh, you contacted me and was like, dude, let's just do it together. And I was, I'm down. So, well, yeah. yeah well, no, it, I mean, it, it was kind of, it was kind of a revelation to me the way, the way it kind of worked out or the way we kind of became aware of each other podcast in the podcasting sense, because, um, you know, like I, like I first started doing this, I think w- with my buddy, Steve Dunk, um, I think it was like 2009. Okay. So you've been doing a lot, a lot longer than me. Yeah, but we didn't do it very much, right? Like mm-hmm. we we did we did like six episodes, I think, in total, and we did like one a month. And back then, pod, podcasting was like was like new, and it was kind of like not as accessible. I, I feel like, or or I really didn't know very much um, about it back then. And mm-hmm. I was kind of rely I was kind of relying on another friend of ours, uh, Dave. Uh, because he had a MacBook and because he had like a mixer that that would plug into his laptop and right. he had a, and you know microphones and stuff. I didn't have any of that stuff, so I couldn't do it on my own. Um, um, but uh, so the po- that podcast kind of died out just due to the fact that you know we couldn't keep uh, Dave working really hard for us, okay. <laughs> uh, it w- uh, doing like all the work for us basically. Right. Uh, um, and then, and and since then, I've kind of always wanted to get back to it, and just kind of felt like it was kind of a, like something that was just, you know, kind of slightly out of reach uh, for difficulty level, technical reasons or whatever. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the last couple of years, uh, you know, I end up uh, meeting a few people who are involved in podcasting now, and I end up going on a couple. I go end up going on a couple of podcasts, and I'm like, wow, like. It's so easy now. Yes, like it is. all of the, all of these guys out there podcasting today, they're just recording their Skype calls. Yes, they're, they're just calling each other on Skype and chatting and recording it and putting it up. Some people and, don't even use Skype; they just use like Facebook, um, uh, Facebook chat, right? Or yeah, YouTube like, Live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there are guys out there like with hundreds of thousands of followers. There are mm-hmm. guys with careers yeah. podcasting, yeah. Um, with just like like using free apps and or Skype or whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, no more excuses, uh, uh this year. Um, uh, but, um, you know, the other thing was that I, I, I wanted a partner, right? Like mm-hmm. I, like I, I originally did this with my best friend, Steve and, mm-hmm. um, and like our friendship was basically all about just like going to movies and, and talking about movies and dissecting them and, and, uh, you know, talking about what we would do if we were in charge of those movies. And, uh, you know that uh, I didn't really have anyone to do that with anymore. Like Steve right. has gone off. To, Steve has gone off to do his own thing. He's actually a writer for the Force.net now. He's a very busy guy. Which is very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, very super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, he'll come on at some point on, on this show and 
and, and be a guest and uh, get in a conversation with us about Star Wars and and what it's like being a writer for Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, the Force dot net, not for Star Wars. But yeah, um, yeah especially uh, when we're getting closer to the wire of uh, December, I think that'd be really cool, um, just because of the anticipation of Episode Nine. Um, right, right, right. And being and apparently a little off topic, but uh, apparently we're getting a trailer next month um, in um, in March. No, Is that sorry. Confirmed? No, no, April. April, sorry. I heard April, okay. and I think the reason why it's April is because of uh, the celebration. Star Wars celebration. That's mm-hmm. what my expectation is that that's when we'll see the trailer yeah. for sure. Yeah. But so. anyway, lo, lo and behold, uh, Kevin Evans, one night I'm on Facebook and I and I see you posting about a movie, and I'm like, I wonder what Kevin thinks about about Star Wars or something. I don't I don't remember what, but I yeah. just remember thinking I haven't talked to Kevin in a long time, and I know Kevin's in all the same stuff as I'm in. So I asked you a question about Star Wars, and then I, we started chatting on Facebook one night, and I was like, wait a minute, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe Kevin would like to do a podcast with me. Kevin would be a great partner for a podcast. Yeah. And then and then I realized, oh my god, Kevin's already a podcaster. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I I. Okay, so, um, so talk to us about the Canadian Bacon podcast. Okay, so Canadian Bacon is basically um, it's me and uh, two to my childhood friends, just like like similar to what you were yeah. doing. Um, yeah. But Canadian Bacon was more of um, even though I kind of brought the uh, TV film element to the show, it was more of a comedic cod podcast. Um, right. My good friend Munis Joshi, he um, he's a stand up comedian. So one of the reasons we started this podcast was I went to him and I was like, um, how would you like to do a podcast? Which is kind of like another, um, like element that you can add to your comedy. Um, another, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, outlet, outlet, outlet. Thank yeah. you. So another outlet. So, you know, your, your fans can, can listen to you, like just talk. Cause he has a very, right. he has a very good, uh, a good speaking voice. Um, right. so anyways, uh, and I, one of my other childhood friends, who's just a really funny guy, I approached him as well. And I was like, we, I think we should do this. And we did do it solid for a good, uh, I want to say year and a half. Now we yeah like forty nine episodes all? yeah something like that um I'm not I'm not sure how many episodes good are run. yeah no we do have a lot under our belts but unfortunately due to like um so I'm out of the out of the three I'm the only one who's like single like not married so mm-hmm. I have a little bit more time on my hands where these right. guys have kids and wives yeah. and you know what I mean so yeah. uh it was, it was a little bit harder for us three to get together all the time. So that started happening, you know, like kids have to go swimming, uh, kids have to go to dancing, you know, yeah, like, oh, well, yeah. whatever well, the case may be. Right? I know, I know. You'll, 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 you'll get there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, right? I'm pretty much there. I'm pretty yeah, much there. okay. There you go. So, um, so yeah, so it kind of, I'm not going to say we, we called it quits because I, I did like, even when I, when you approached me about this and I kind of told these guys, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm starting another podcast. Uh, that being said, I would still like to record Canadian yeah. Bacon, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they're, they're still interested in doing it. It's just, we haven't done it collectively, uh, probably since last year. Right. Right. So, um, a couple of it's, us like here and there tough. got together. Yeah. I started doing my own solo thing. Uh, I only did a couple episodes, but you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, yeah, no, I, uh, when you approach me about it, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm down. Let's do this. Um, we have, like I said, we have great chemistry. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, th- that's where I'm at right now. So lo and behold, here you are, um, my old friend who I get along with so well, who we, so many shared interests. Yeah. I find out not only are you a podcaster, but you, but your podcast has kind of wound down. Like you, like you said, like you're not doing it so much yeah, anymore. Like yeah. I, I expect you'll probably do more. Like honestly, um, I hope you do. Um, but uh, you were in a state where it's like, oh, kind of, I kind of wish I was doing this, and yep. I'm not really doing it as much anymore. Right? Yeah, it's kind of the same state I'm in. There you go. Um, Watching all and, these movies, and I have nothing, right. nowhere to talk about it. <laughs> and then I'm but, like, you yeah. want to do this, and you're like, yeah, let's do it. And then all of a sudden, you're doing everything. Like you're the. So far, you've been like an amazing partner, right? You're you're doing all the technical work for the show. You're re- you're doing the recording. Yeah. You're doing any editing or posting that we're going to have to do. And I really I really appreciate that. But but here I was like, here you were like a revelation to me. Like like I've been. I've been like trying to figure out how to get this going for so long in yeah. my head, like stuck in my head, and it was like, 
here you were all this time, Kevin. That's why I want to call this episode the the Phantom Kevin because <laughs> it was awesome. like here you were here you were hiding in plain sight this whole time, just like Palpatine. <laughs> you were right there the whole time, and I and I didn't even realize. I love it. <laughs> I was I was I, wondering why you said the Phantom Kevin right off the top, and <laughs> that now it, it just comes all together, and I love it. I absolutely love it. There you go. Um, yeah, I was like hours and hours of researching online uh how to how to incorporate a cell phone uh into into like this chat so that you uh-huh. can hear what I'm uh-huh. doing on my end. Like uh-huh. so many hours of research, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm glad well, I finally got it. Um I'm glad we got this awesome. going. So um yeah. shout out to iRig too. And uh, if anyone if anyone wants to reach out and figure out how to do this shit. I'll be more than happy to walk you through it. I rig too, man. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That so, was very that was very important to me because yeah. um, it's important to me that on this podcast we're gonna incorporate like some production elements. Like yes. we're gonna have some we're gonna play sounds uh, yes. basically during the show. And I would like to be able to play it from my end. And because we are on a phone call, we're not yeah. in the same room together. Yeah. Um, I would like to be able to play sound from my end and hear and hear what you're playing on your end. So that's what we're talking about with yeah. the yeah. the technical details we've been working out. Absolutely. And we're almost there. We're almost there. We're but it's a work in pro- it's a work in progress. It you know, like right progress. now, it's not like this episode. Overnight. This episode is just a conversation. It's just me and you talking with a theme song. As we go forward, we will be incorporating more elements yes. of uh, like sound drops, and I want to do like recorded bits and, th- and things like that, and um, also interviews. Like I like I said, I would like to have guests on as much as we, we can. Yeah, you were uh, talking to me about um, bringing in some um, a cosplayer that you know. I think that would be really cool. Um, sure, like anybody from the fandom community, right? Yes. Like. Um, and, and specifically, um, people with stories to tell about the, um, the experience of fandom, uh, navigating fandom in adulthood, right? Yes. Like what's it, what's it like for the adult at the comic, at Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Like what's it like for the adult Batman fan? What's it like for the, for the adult Ninja Turtles fan? Right. What's it like for the adult Harry Potter fan? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, th- because the truth is the things that we're going to be talking about here, you know, like the DC universe, the Marvel, the Marvel cinematic universe, uh, game of Thrones, uh, star Wars films, mostly star Wars films and yeah. television. Yes. Um, so these are, I'm, these are all, hmm? go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say something I'm looking very forward to is the star Wars television. There's like another, yes. Yes. uh, another show, which is actually, um, in pre-production apparently right now. And it's rumored right. to be, um, the Obi Wan Kenobi series. So, um, right. knock on wood. That would be amazing. Yeah, I knock on wood. I hope it. I hope that's what it is. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Regardless. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, these are all things that you know can be considered to be childish things. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we've heard even in the news lately. We we've had you know Bill Maher recently had a rant about about um uh, people Just who are, people who are Marvel fans ridiculous. and how they should grow up. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Ridiculous. But but this is the experience of the adults. Um, fan yeah. of these kinds of things that 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 are, are that are intended to be for children at, at, in some capacity, but really because we have grown up with these things, mm-hmm. um, um, they've become things that that adults enjoy and are fans of. And, and I and to me, it's no different than you know growing up before there was this and this whole. I was going to say following like a, a sports team. It's the same right. same thing. Right. right, like I, I've had to see grown men in leaf jerseys and painting their face blue my entire life, yeah. and and they just and you know nobody goes oh oh that's not something yeah. grown up should do right like, um, so so that's what this podcast is really going to be I think focused thematically on even though we're going to talk about the same stuff that a lot of other podcasts talk about yeah. like I I don't want to talk about like uh like the Star Wars kids shows too much because I'm not interested in those because they're for okay. kids fair right? enough um. Um, and I would like to talk about, you know, how I would like to see more adult, um, not not even themed content, but more, but, but content that's more directed toward an adult um, level of maturity as far as complexity of plot goes, as far as like, you know, uh, the dramatic elements in storytelling. Right. I, I would. I, it, it's not about it's not about wanting to see like sex and violence and swearing on the screen, mm-hmm. but it's a it's about wanting to be treated as grown ups, um, as an audience, and and, th- and that's the kind of guest I want to have on people who can talk to that. So so I, like I've already mentioned my friend Steve Dunk, who's the writer for Force.net. Mm-hmm. I, I do have friends I have friends who are who are really into cosplaying, like the um, 
and, and uh, like they they spend a good chunk of their life like on cosplay and they have cosplay events and they have cosplay organizations and stuff like that. Right. And that's fascinating to me too. That there's a whole like world there um, that really crosses a line, I think, between like childhood interests and and, and adult lifestyle. Right. I think there's probably a lot of fascinating stories in there. Um, but th- that that's the kind of thing I, I I would like to do. Yeah. Um. As well as obviously weekly reviews and discussions of whatever we're watching, whatever right. films we're seeing, yep. whatever TV shows. Uh. When Game of Thrones comes on, I want to do a weekly uh review of the final season of Game of Thrones. Right. And uh, and I'm talking to various I'm, um. I, I, I know. I, catch up, man. I, I, I know that. I, I know that you're not big into yeah. Game of Thrones. I know that. Yeah. But I think I think it'd be a great a great thing too. Um. Uh, th- that you're not a huge Game of Thrones fan, if you're going to commit to me that that you're going to watch every episode of season, yeah, eight. I still. Well, do you want me to start from the beginning or just watch the new season? I, I, it's not important to me if you if you rewatch. Okay, uh, honestly, but it, but if you'll at least watch the new season with me, okay, I'll try. I'll try my best to watch the new season. When does it start? Uh, April thirteenth, I okay, think. Okay, so I relatively soon. Date. Okay, but yeah, pretty pretty soon. So. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a weekly recap, and I would like you to watch it too. Yeah, because you, you can give it's, me a reaction. You can give me a reaction from a non Game of Thrones yeah, junkie that, perspective. That, that makes sense. Which is great. Yeah, which no, is great. I, I could um, I could do that. Because I'm so, gonna be bogged down. I'm gonna be bogged down with comparing everything to the yeah. books and all of the fan theories that oh, I've been obsessed with. You've read all the books. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh no. Nice. Um, yeah, no. Uh, big into Game of Thrones. Okay. And um, okay. yeah, I didn't realize that you were that deep. Okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, nice. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be doing an extremely nerdy analysis of every episode of Game of Thrones in this final season coming out, and and it'll be great. It'll be great to just get your fresh, your less nerdy reaction. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I can do uh, this. Yeah, uh, but um, also, I'm also talking to a couple of other extremely nerdy game of thrones people to to bring on the show because i like to do an episode before the season starts mm-hmm. uh where we, where we do like uh just talk about uh theories and predictions for what's going to happen in season eight of game of thrones i'm, cool I'm very very excited about that i probably won't say too much but i'd be down <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah no i'm down um and yeah i mean basically uh, the the goal of this show is to create a safe space for adults to have adult conversations yes. about these childish things yes, <laughs> without without facing the ridicule um, of 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 those who may not uh, appreciate our, our love of these things, but also without the fear of um, are we going to are we going to end up in a conversation with children? You know, right. like I, because I don't know, I don't know about you, but um, like I mean, I've had this experience a couple of times yeah. where it's like. It's like, like I got, recently it was with Aquaman, right? Like the recent release of Aquaman was kind of a thing that I was worried about for a long time because DC films for me, DC films for me have a kind of special place in my heart. DC has a special place in my heart. Right. As a kid, as a kid growing up, I was always a fan of DC comics more than Marvel. Okay, I and was, I was I, the opposite. Sorry. Right, and and honestly, <laughs> most most kids were most yeah. kids that I was friends with were right. Yeah. So I I always got a hard. I felt like uh, DC fans got a hard time. Yeah. Um. I felt like you know, uh, you know. Oh, you like Batman and Superman? You like, you know, they're not, they don't have real problems. Like Spider Man has to worry about how he's going to pay his rent, yeah, yeah. and and the X Men are chased by the government because the government thinks they're bad guys. Right. But DC, but DC is just a fairy tale. You know, there was always that attitude. Like you were, you know, two comic book fans, one one accusing the other of being childish for yeah. liking the wrong kind of comic. Right, and I feel like that kind of same thing has happened with the DC and Marvel film universes, and not completely without merit because DC films has obviously stumbled in some major ways. You already mentioned Batman versus Superman, yeah, Justice and Justice League. League yeah. Justice League followed it up with just you know another steaming hot garbage pile. Yeah. Um, Although I did like Aquaman, I will say I did I did enjoy Aquaman. Um, well, that's that's the thing, right? Like, yeah. not perfect by that, any means. But um, no, it definitely had its flaws. But no, it was definitely a much more enjoyable film than something like Justice League. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Right. But just like being a DC fan, like during the, you know, I was excited for Batman versus Superman to come out. And and the the terrible feeling of just like the negativity that around that movie after it came out, Mm. Um, like it was similar to me with Last Jedi. Like with Last Jedi, it, uh, it was you know obviously a much better movie than Batman vs Superman. Yeah, yeah. But 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 
I, I was stuck in a situation where there's stuff that I love about this movie, there's stuff that I hate about this movie, mm-hmm. and I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it because I keep having to defend it because mm-hmm. everybody just everybody just keeps coming out and saying, "Oh, it's the worst movie of all time. Yeah. It's ruined Star Wars." Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing with Batman versus Superman. Like I want to talk about the stuff that I liked about it yeah. because there was a, there was a lot of great elements in that movie and a lot of really talented people put a lot of really great work into that movie. But then it's all ruined with the damn script. Yes. And the um, so uh, I feel like you know we lost the ability to have nuanced conversations about these things okay. a, a long time ago, right? Like you and I have discussed a lot, like the Last Jedi and the fact that it's really hard just to have a, a conversation about it just yes. to talk. Yeah. Uh, um, same thing with DC films. So my anticipation for Aquaman was like, like bordering on terror because I, I saw from the trailers that they were trying to do something really kind of ambitious with this film. And I felt like they were trying to make uh, their version of Thor Ragnarok. Uh, right. when, yeah. And, and I was, and I was really worried because, you know, um, for the, when the trailers for Justice League were coming out, that seemed like a super ambitious thing. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, how are they going to pull this off? Um, but Aquaman um, really turned the conversation, right? Yes. And um, immediately after it came out, and I saw it on the opening on opening night in IMAX, and I was so blown away and I was so happy because I knew, I absolutely knew that this was going to be a big hit and this mm-hmm. was going to this was going to turn around the narrative for DC. But Starting from that very first night, I saw people posting online um, that they were mad that it was doing well. Really? Right? Like, people started, like, people were posting, um, uh, you know, uh, Aquaman's surprising box office success, <clears throat> and, they were, and they were trashing it. So I remember there was one guy posted, just a, some stranger on some Facebook page, posted, like, um, you know, um, uh, uh, it's just doing really well because of all the uh, all the hype, but people will see it and then word of mouth will kill it because it's DC and they suck, right? Right. Uh, and I so I just immediately responded to it. I was like, you know, actually this is a great film. It's going to turn everything around for DC. This film deserves all of the attention it's getting and more, right? Uh, and then this person went around went and responded. Um, uh, well, you just have terrible taste in films, right? right? <laughs> so then I got mad. Yeah. Okay, so then I, I, I don't know. I don't know uh, people who are maybe new to to me. If you're listening to this, um, maybe I should tell you I can be a real serious hothead, right? Yeah. Like I can I can really get triggered really too easily sometimes. Um, and and this kid, uh, I, this person did, and uh, like I I unloaded uh, on Facebook, like I. I tore this kid a new asshole and uh, I'm, I'm giving away the end of the story here. Um, like after I wrote my really long, you know, when you write it, like, I don't know if you do this, maybe it's just me. Yeah. You ever write like a, like a rage post on Facebook. And then after you just sit there and feel like shit, like I shouldn't have did that. Uh, I shouldn't have, like <laughs> sometimes before I post it, I'll reread it and I'll be like, nah, and I'll just delete oh. it. Oh, so you're rational. <laughs> yes, you're I, I try oh, to rationalize oh, okay. before I so, post. Oh, so you actually think about what you do before you do it. Sometimes, oh, yes. Okay. I'll, I'll work on that. That's uh, that's maybe a better strategy than the one I have. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, and um, third act of my story here is um, like a few minutes later, I went and looked at the person's profile that I just got in this angry fight with about Aquaman, and it was a ten. It was a ten year old boy. <laughs> it was a ten year old boy. It was literally a 10-year-old boy. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, this so, seems so perfect. You know, it's a moment, moment like that. And I'm sitting, like, I'm a 45-year-old man. And I'm sitting here. I'm just like, and I just start going, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> right? So... Uh, it, you know, we had already been talking about the podcast at this at that time, and I was like, I, you know, uh, we were trying out the theme, and I was like, okay, the theme of this podcast is exactly what it should be, yeah, uh, because I want to create a safe space where I'm not going to have that problem anymore. Right. Like, I'm, look, personally, my goal is to take all of these discussions about these things off of my Facebook and put them onto this podcast. Okay. Right. 
um, and off of Twitter even to I want to just take it all and put it into this safe space. Right. My Facebook from now on is going to be like my, you know pictures of my kid and family birthdays and you know maybe articles about Doug Ford maybe but um, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, here is our safe space. There are no yeah. children allowed in this room. Yes, okay. So anybody who tells so, me I have terrible terrible taste in film, I can safely destroy because they have to be an adult. So are we gonna have a um a so okay so when we release the uh, the Facebook to the public. Um, are we going to have like an age restriction on it or, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I, okay. I, I mean, I think, no, I don't think we'll have to actually put a, first of all, I mean, who knows if we're going to have any followers at all. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, our friends will follow for sure. Yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> but, but both of us, I mean, let, let's stipulate this as well. Like we don't have super ambitious goals for this podcast. We're not trying to, we're not trying to make a career as broadcasters or something. This is a hobby for us. We yes. both have full-time jobs. We both have careers. We're both very busy guys. Yeah. Uh, we would, we would love to have, have a very successful podcast. We would love to have thousands of listeners. Absolutely. Um, we're not banking on that. Um, but, and, and we'll work towards that as much as we can. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, right now, um, this is a conversation between us and hopefully our friends are going to join in and, and, and we'll see how it grows from there. Absolutely. Um, anyway, yes. I don't know what, I, I kind of went off on a, on a tangent there and That's I don't know good. where I start. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. So, um, another thing that you, uh, okay. So we were talking about this, uh, earlier, um, that you wanted to bring up a few things and you said it in the intro, uh, you want to talk about the Lego two movie. Oh, that's right. right so. We should have, should have some current content in here and I haven't seen a movie in a while, but you just went and saw Lego two. I did. I did. So, so how was that? I did go see it. And, um, okay. So right off the bat, it's, um, it's very reminiscent, reminiscent of the, uh, first one, which is a good thing because I, I, I absolutely love the first film. Um, one of the things that was missing from this film that uh, that made this the uh, the first one so good is um, Star Wars. There was no Star Wars characters in this film. Uh, little, little, little spoiler, but uh, it's nothing major. But no, there was no Star Wars, no Star Wars characters in this film. So that that uh-huh. for me, I was like, ah, went went. But other than yeah. that, no, the story was good. Um, so uh, Will Ferrell does come back um i have a feeling he wasn't really on set filming without spoiling anything but um maya rudolph who plays i don't i don't remember her in the first one i don't think she was in it but she plays the wife so she's more in it than will ferrell is. okay but you do hear will ferrell's voice off camera like they do show him in one part, so maybe he did uh, film that. Um, I don't remember if it was like flashback from the first one. It might have been two, but anyways, Will Ferrell does have a presence, but he's okay. not actually in it like he was in the first one. So Maya Rudolph is more the the more adult his... figure, yeah. Okay, right, right. right she okay. she plays the adult. So yeah, no, um, the film, like I said, it was it was good. Uh, it was enjoyable. It had like its catchy songs and whatnot. Again, um, uh-huh. but yeah, uh, I will I will be honest. So while I was watching it, uh, I had a long day at work, and uh, I did doze off a couple a couple of like minutes. Here oh, and there. really? Yeah. Really? So there was a couple things I did miss, but nothing nothing major. So, okay. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it was uh, I did enjoy it though. Um, I, uh, my, my, uh, actual score was seven out of 10 for this one. So really, and what did you score <laughs> the first one? I, I gave that one a hard nine cause I absolutely loved that film. Like that was a film that I, 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 I actually bought that film. So I actually went back, like right. I, I've seen it like maybe three times since even watching it in the theaters. Like I really did right. like that film. But um, I, yeah, this one, like I said, it's a good, it's a good sequel, but I, I feel like it wasn't as good. To me, uh, as good as the first one, but it was good. Right. I, I did enjoy it. Right. And I probably will um, watch it again, but I probably wouldn't buy this one. I see. I see. Yeah. Right, so, what what would you quantify as the thing that cost this film two points in your rating score as compared to the original one? What, what is the the I one guess, element? 
Uh, for me, I guess originality because um, the first one to me was so original. I kind of went in it and I was just like, didn't know what to expect. And I just walked out of that film with such a big smile on my face. And like yeah. I said, they did try to replicate it with this one, but it wasn't as creative as the first one. Uh, you've seen the first one, right? Yes, absolutely. Right? So, it. like, even little things like uh, when he's like, behold the crackle but it was like crazy glue whatever right but they yeah, just yeah, pronounced yeah, yeah. it like the crackle and yeah. you know like stuff like that wasn't really present in this film you know what i mean like that kind of witty writing so they were the jokes weren't really as as on it they were there not as not as on point as the first one i think i yeah. laughed much more during the first one than i did the second one this one was directed by different wasn't directed by phil lord and christopher miller uh it was written by them though no if I remember right. Yeah. No, it, it was it written by them, but right. not directed. It was written directed by uh, someone else here. Hold on. Let me just. I'm pulling it up as well. Uh, Mike Mitchell. Okay. Is the name of the director for this one? Right. So that that uh, maybe sounds like a factor. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe and that and I'm curious. I'm. I, I, you kind of piqued my interest when you said there was no star Wars characters in this movie too. Yeah. And I'm, wa- I'm wondering what that's about. I'm wondering. Cause you the- know, when it, whenever I think about the Lego movie, I think about solo. Right. And I think about, uh, how the directors of the Lego movie were hired and fired from solo. Maybe after, that's why actually after, now they, that you, yeah. after they made half of it. Now that you say that, maybe this is uh maybe that contributed to the fact that maybe, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. think of that, you know? Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. Maybe that's um, why. Um, I I truly did love the first Lego movie and it was mm-hmm. kind of it was kind of a it was it was it was like a game changing experience right like mm-hmm. I I felt like I I'd, I'd never seen a movie with that many jokes and references yes. and like this the script was so loaded yeah. with fan service with like with like mentions and characters of just stuff that we love like yeah. Like made for us, definitely, right? Yeah. Like for the younger middle aged audience who grew up loving all this stuff, like everything from our childhood was in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And and it seemed like every character had a reference that was specific to that specific lore. Right. Right? So it was like such a such a like fandom kind of just jerk off session. The whole thing. <laughs> um y- you're right. Like I, like at the end of that movie. Uh, just glowing is, yeah. is, is, is would be how I would describe my reaction to yeah, it for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, I, I thought it was such a fascinating choice when, when those guys were announced as the, the writers and directors for the solo film, right? Be, because yeah, there was a sense of when I was watching the Lego movie, there, there was a sense that these people understand all of these um, different story threads right. that they're tying that they're that they're weaving into this all of these different characters from their different universes and their different backgrounds and different lores um they all have something that makes them authentic mm-hmm. you know in in the film to their to their original uh iterations um so i thought yeah this is a fascinating idea because these guys have proven they're really super funny mm-hmm. and and that they have a love of these these older uh, stories and these older characters and the, an understanding of how to portray them right yes um so you know Really curious to see what we were going to get when Solo came out, especially because those guys got fired and replaced with Ron Howard halfway through. I would still love to see what they shot. Right. I really you would. Want, um, you want their release the Snyder Cut for Solo, basically? Yeah, it's, uh, exactly. Because um, I know Ron Howard did come in and do a lot of reshoots, but how much did he actually reshoot? You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, I wonder if he used any of uh, Lord and Miller's original original cuts. So, um, if, and I would like to see like them release, like maybe a Lord and Miller cut, even though it wouldn't be finished, um, or maybe a Lord and Miller cut slice with Ron Howard, like, like like what they shot compared, you know what I mean? And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it would be interesting as well as a Star Wars fan, I would eat it up. Um, sure. Yeah, I would. I would absolutely love to see what they did because apparently, um, what's his face was a lot more. Uh, well, they compared. They compared uh, Alden. I, I can never pronounce his name properly. Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. Right. Good enough. Um, close enough. Yeah. Uh, they they compared his 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 um 
his solo to a Jim Carrey doing solo. Yeah. So like I I would just be curious just to see what that what that would look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um that being said, I thought he did a great job um as solo. Um all did all did. Yeah, I thought yeah. he did a really good job. Um yeah. I think we talked about this. You liked you like solo, right? I do like solo. Yeah. I do like solo. It is kind of an oddity to me. It's kind of a curiosity. Like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Justice League suffers from this too, right? Like, you're when you're watching it, you are constantly playing this game of trying to guess which director's scene you're watching. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so it's uh, it is kind of a weird. There's kind of an asterisk next to Solo for me. Um, like, I, I'll watch it. I'll rewatch it anytime. It's fun. It's fun to watch, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I seriously doubt that we're going to get any more Alden Ehrenreich uh, in the Star Wars universe. Mm. I, I feel I feel like I feel like the Ron Howard did a good job of rescuing. Like I, I, I this is all guessing because you're right. We don't know which is Ron Howard and which is Lord Miller mm-hmm. when we look at that movie. But I feel like you can see on the screen. Okay, here's a scene where Ehrenreich. Aaron Reich's acting coaching because we heard through the news that when the directors were switched, Aaron Reich was sent to an acting coach at the same time yes. to try to try to be taught how, how to, to appear like, more like Ford, Harris, yeah. more like Harrison Ford, right? Yeah. And I felt like you could really see that on the screen, like yeah. you could really see the work that they did to give him like a little facial tick that looks like Harrison Ford, yeah. or to give him and a little mannerism that look, look, looks like looks like Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I I feel like maybe that was necessary to to save the movie for star Wars fans because I told, when I think of stuff like the fact that the millennium Falcon has a cave closet in it, (laughs) which I absolutely uh, love, dude. Right. It's, it's fun, right? It's fun. Right. But you can tell that's a Lord Miller piece. Right. Right. And, and you, and I wonder if we had a whole movie of, of stuff like that instead of, uh, obviously where the reins were pulled in and we were like, okay, we got to steer this back towards traditional star Wars a little yeah, more. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder if we'd get a movie where I still thought as much of it as I do today. And I'm not sure, but, um, I keep thinking about that cave room in the millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I do, I do, I do really wonder if the Lord and Miller solo would have been like a really hot garbage pile, garbage fire. Um, I'm also thinking about like um, the the costume, the uh, the uh, the the guard costume right. that was, that was from Return of the Jedi. Yep, yep. Right, like the when, one that uh, Lando um, wears. Lando yep. wears it in Jabba Hutt's palace. Yep. And then it gets worn by yeah, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, Woody Harrelson wears it. Yeah. The same costume, yeah. and and it raises this whole thing. Like, why would they have that costume? Yeah. That was just a that was just a costume that Lando just had on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. For that's, that's like his like, generic. Um, gotta hide my face uh, slightly because it's too pretty to hide. Uh, yeah. Costume. <laughs> yeah, but, but even that though, was like a even though I show it in in Return of the Jedi, remember yeah. he like pulls it down for no reason, like right, like right. we don't know that 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 black face behind it is fucking um, Billy D Williams. <laughs> I might have needed that. I honestly, when Return of the Jedi came out, I yeah. was eleven years old, twelve years old, so I probably I might have needed Lando to pull that mask down, so I knew when, at the time yeah, the, the kids might have needed that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, just just putting putting that in the movie was a weird choice, and that kind of felt like a Lego movie choice too to me too. So yeah. I felt like it, it was kind of really obvious on the screen sometimes that um, I'm watching the writers and the directors of the Lego movie make a Star Wars movie. So yeah, I don't know, kind of divided on honestly on on how that went. Yeah, um, okay. Not sure if. I think maybe hiring Ron Howard might have been the right thing for that movie. In the I, end. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But we'll, but we'll never know. We'll never yeah. know. No, you're right. You're right. Hopefully, one day we will know. Um, it'd be nice. Um, I doubt it. You know what? It. You yeah. never know. Like they might cash in, right? Because let's face it, Lucas cashed in very highly on that on that franchise. Yeah, but so he doesn't need cash. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, how many Lucas cuts were there? They might come out with the Lord Miller cut. Who knows? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. doubt it. I, 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 just because it's a, it, it, it can be seen as an insult to Ron Howard or, 
you know, same thing with the Snyder Cut. Um, that will never uh, happen, though. No, no, never. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since Zack Snyder's now taking a lot of the blame for for DC Films having a poor start, right. I think, unfortunately. Right, right. Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I really would have liked to see Zack Snyder uh, finish his Superman trilogy, but uh, that's never going to happen. No. Unfortunately, uh, I, I personally really, really, really dug Man of Steel. Um, I had no problem with him killing Zod. Yeah, me neither. Um, I thought it, it, the way that they worked into the script, I thought it was appropriate. Uh, he yep. was saving humans. Yep. Um, he was sacrificing uh, to save. So, plus, plus, plus narratively in the next movie, it's very simple to go with the explanation that this is a new Superman. This is Superman's first battle with mm-hmm. a superpower with a superpowered villain. Right. So th- this could have been the experience that formed the character of Superman. This could have been yeah. the experience that going forward, he is so careful to never kill again yeah. because it, because of the regret that he feels for the for killing Zod. And go, and going forward, whenever he's fighting a supervillain. He spends most of his time trying to protect civilians rather than fighting, right? Because because of what happened in that Zod fight and all the civilians that were lost, right? right. Like like that first movie and its story could have informed a complete transformation into the classic Superman that everybody wanted right. that Superman to be, right? Right. And if if we had just given it the time to get there, mm-hmm. um, it could have been such a beautiful third act um the next superman film where where all of that just serves as the character building elements that give us the final product which is this superman that we know like Mm -hmm. and you could even end it with turning up the colors on the screen you know like and and going back to the original john williams score uh which they do use a little bit now which i'm really happy about yeah um uh but you could you could make the great. You could make the greatest Superman film of all time right now if you did all that with Henry Cavill. Yeah, and I, I hope they do. There's still a chance, but it won't be with Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. Um, yeah, yeah, no, um, no, just to just uh, to touch on something you just said. Um, turn up the colors. I don't know if you ever saw uh, someone. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but someone took um, a scene from uh man of steel and they and they upgraded color all corrected the, it. yeah color corrected it yeah, I, so did, I all, did see that yeah so it's all like bright and his suit actually looks like it's you know red and red and blue whatever and yes. uh it would have been a completely different film yes. <laughs> it would have been a completely different film if they just no they just i agree up the color grade i agree color palette is important yeah. and i and i don't and i think that's something that we didn't talk we didn't get to talk about when we talked about uh, the last jedi in our well, I should say our previous episode that it was not a real episode. Yeah. Um, we talked about the Last Jedi, and um, like I have always, I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody articulate my belief that the overuse of the color red in that movie okay. re- really contributed to how angry people got about that movie, right? Because the color red, marketing, or I, I mean, in the whole film, like the color red was so overused in that film. Like half that movie is a red screen. Hmm. Uh, you, like think about Snoke's, uh, Snoke's chamber room. Yep. Think about, um, the, the surface of, uh, damn now. Oh, that planet. planet. Yeah. Yeah. The planet at the end of the movie. Yeah. There's, there's just tons of red throughout this film. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's the first star Wars movie. Like star Wars is known for its color palette, right? Yeah. Like each star Wars movie has its own color story that is carefully chosen to tell that movie. And the fact that this is the first time we've used so much red in a star Wars film has always made me think that's the exact reason or one of many, but that, that people have had like an extra angry reaction to the last Jedi. Um, those, those walls in the, in the Emperor's and the Snoke's throne room. Yeah. Um, to me, yeah, I remember the first time I saw them in the trailer, I, I said, I hope that's not a finished shot. Because those plain red walls mm-hmm. taking up the taking up the entire screen. First of all, it looks like a soundstage. It was to me. a weird. Yeah, you're right. It was a weird option. Um, yeah, no, I felt the same way. Like going into that film, um, it did feel like a soundstage. You're 100 percent right. Uh, yeah. It didn't feel Star Wars until they started burning up, 
and yeah. and and revealing what it was like behind. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's when you realize, oh, it is a spaceship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. One hundred percent. Um. So, uh, yeah, uh, that video on YouTube, there's actually a couple of them. There's one called What If Man of Steel Was In Color? Mm-hmm. And, there's another, and there's another one, just one scene in the movie, Man of Steel First Flight Color Corrected. Yeah, I so do highly recommend people check those out because you, when you see it side by side, when you see Zack Snyder's color palette versus when people tweak it to make it more like uh, the Richard Donner, Donner color palette, yeah. uh, the, the classic Superman color palette, is such a huge difference. And it, it really is. does... It really does make it feel more like Superman. Yeah, like even the sky is blue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, opposed to like dark and gray, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right, one hundred percent. And yeah, so yeah. Anyway, so Lego Movie Two. <laughs> <laughs> We're backtracking. We're backtracking. You, you recommend it, but not uh, as yeah, much as I. The I, I definitely recommend it if you're into the first one. Um, yeah, like I said, like I I did enjoy it. I just I just felt like the the first one kind of sat more with me. Like I I just enjoyed it more. Okay. So yeah, no, I I do recommend it though. Like they brought back all the all the classics, uh, all the classic characters, um, like the voices. You know, Chris Pratt's there. Everyone's there. So um, and even uh, what's his face, Will Arnett came back as Batman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, I I really did I I did d- dig it, but um, I don't know, I I personally like the first one more. Cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. It. I'm still going to see it, and I'm hoping to see Alita: Battle Angel. Yes. Um, yeah, I want to watch that as well. Maybe we should make a. Maybe we should make either a date that we go see it together, or we just go see it at the same kind of time so we can yeah. talk about it on the show. Yeah, we should definitely coordinate so we yeah. can uh, discuss re- and review together stuff. That, yeah. That's a good idea. When you go to when you go to movies uh, on that, like when do you go? Like Saturday afternoons, sort of thing, or? Uh no, I usually go at, at night. I think oh, okay. uh, usually on a Saturday or Sunday night. Okay, I end up. Um, and I and I usually go with the wife. And yeah. now that we have now that we have the baby, it's harder for us because no, we no, most definitely babysitter and stuff like that. So I honestly haven't gone to a lot of movies uh, okay. in the last year, um, but uh, hoping to That's understandable. Uh, hoping sense. to correct that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, yeah, um, yeah, we definitely got to coordinate so we can uh, yeah. so we can discuss. For sure. And is there anything else? Is there anything else coming up that you're excited about? I mean, um, I mean, what do we what do we got? We got um, off top. Oh, you know what else I watched? Uh, just to touch on it real quickly. I know um, I should have brought it up earlier. Uh, happy Death Day to you. Um, so the second one to Happy Death mm-hmm. Day. I watched yep. that uh, last week, and uh, let's just say I wasn't overly uh, impressed. I was actually a little. I was a little uh, disappointed in that one. Yeah, so I haven't it, heard good things. Yeah, it kind of went off of the path of uh, of of the uh, of the horror movie, and it kind of turned into a sci-fi. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Without without uh, spoiling it, um, yeah, it, it was just a little a little uh, left field. So um, there is something coming out. Um, just we got Captain Marvel coming. Captain soon. Marvel, yes. I'm. I actually already have my tickets. I'm going to go see it on the Thursday of that week. Uh, I believe it's the seventh. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be catching it that weekend or no? I I will catch it opening weekend. Probably yeah, not okay. as early as, but as soon as I can. Okay. I'll, I'm also I'm also hoping to see How to Train Your Dragon three. I never watched the second one. I saw the first one. I remember liking okay. it. I never watched the yeah. second one. Um. But yeah. That being said, I, I would watch them. I like that series. It's yeah. a fun series. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm just so that's. Looking the immediate future for films yeah. that's what i'm thinking of um definitely captain marvel's a big one so if we can uh if we can coordinate with that one um like i said i already have my ticket so i'm gonna i i'm gonna go see it yeah. on the thursday yeah i'll see it opening weekend too so we'll, yeah. we'll be able to we'll be able to review it you know for the following week mm-hmm. anyway um and us uh that's another huge one that I, i'm looking forward to that's the new uh jordan peele uh, horror movie right 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 yes yeah. looking forward to that too yeah so there's there's a bunch of other things like dumbo i'm not really too excited about but you know yeah. what I mean? like pet cemetery is another one which i'm really i'm really uh excited about and also uh shazam uh back to marvel or back to dc films i i personally think that one looks really good yeah so I'm, shazam, is, shazam does look good yeah i'm i'm really excited for that one so um but yeah 
those are those are some of the the films that we can uh, we can discuss down the line. Wicked, wicked, yeah. wicked. Yeah. I see. I see. We're at past the one hour mark, so we should probably yeah, wrap so, up. Yeah, I was gonna say yes. uh, on 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 that note. <laughs> Word, brother. Yeah. Anyway, just a casual discussion today. Not not super. It's not super content loaded tonight, but it's always good to talk to you, my friend. And I'm looking forward to what we're gonna do going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, on that note, I'm Kevin Evans. And I'm Jeremy Dove. And you've been listening to... Too Old for this podcast. (laughs) And thank you for tuning in today. Good night. Have a good night.